0: All right, everyone. Welcome, once again, to another edition of the Home League Fantasy Football Show. did look it up this time before I said it. And it's been an interesting week. I'm flying solo today. Josh has some personal things going on again that he had to deal with. And it's kind of fitting. It's kind of fitting. Because I am going to take a second here to stand on the soapbox for myself and talk about this, which I'm sure everybody was expecting. But, you know, here we are, week three. I was thinking about how even last week I set of the pot. I would be surprised if I even won a game this year. And lo and behold, some things fell my way that were kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I looked it up. The last time I had won was week one of last year. So I had 14 consecutive regular season losses record for White Running Back Fantasy Football League. Uh, the previous record was 12, you know, so I did it a two up and was fully expecting to keep it rolling, keep it going forward. But you know, a little bit of voodoo magic, uh, a little bit of ironic Saquon versus Dalvin Cook setups and everything that way that, that really rolled in my way. So I guess let's dive in right here with the week three recap um, and talk about mine. Yeah, because it was very nice. It was very nice to break the streak and to get a win and to do it solidly. I guess that's the thing. You know, I was thinking yesterday how probably last year I would have been really annoyed at a at a win like this where... You know, I had a really solid day, where I would have beaten most people. This is coming from somebody who totally anticipates still missing the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. And, um, yeah, finishing the, in the top half of the league in scoring. Would have beaten most of the teams on here. Just a quick glance. Um, looks like only three people outscored me. So, yeah, so, you know, when you have a really solid day, it's really unfortunate when you play the lowest scoring person of the week um but at the same time it had been so long since i had won that i'm just gonna appreciate the fact that i did win and i did it convincingly and in a way that um was helpful i guess jace could have made a lot better decisions some interesting decisions the dalvin cook decision was interesting but it wouldn't matter anyway i guess is what it comes down to so so that's always nice but but yeah why wouldn't it matter because half of jace's team this is the interesting part ended up getting hurt and not playing the rest of the game um so yeah, Jace made an interesting decision not to pull out Davin Cook before the game started. You know, he already had um Thursday night matchup and those times with the uh, who was it? Jesse Bates. Um oh Josh Reed. Jordan Reed, Jared Reed. But uh uh Justin Reed. Wow, I was way off. But um but you know, they stink about you sometimes, but the Davin Cook one was an interesting choice. Interesting choice by Jace to to let him marinate right there even though he wasn't gonna play, you know, and you know, maybe it was for Harambe. And speaking of Harambe, that was the the, the big difference right here. Just the, the little sense of irony that uh, Diggs was the one that put, the, that put this all away for me with the with the pick six. So interesting times. How do I feel about both these teams moving forward? I still think Jace is one of the better teams. I think he can get into the playoffs. He's got, you know, the Cowboys stack. And when that's firing, he's firing. And obviously, Dalvin Cook he is a league winner. Um, but what does that mean now? I guess that's something that, that has kind of jumped out this year. Um, especially through three weeks is I think we've, we've noticed a real dip in running back value, which is interesting because this has never really happened before. Like it's been kind of swinging toward this way, um, over time. Like, I guess I was thinking about how a couple years ago we would have, um, like the real, like super running backs, you know, like Damian Tomlinson, you know, Marshawn Lynch, Jamal Charles. All those ones, and you know, Le'Veon Bell back when he was with the Steelers. You know, these guys that you could plug in, and you were just and you would just anticipate twenty points. You know, and it's just like, like now, I'm even going to pull it up because I'm I'm interested since I'm doing this. Going and that's one of the things you can do on Sleeper. You can look up averages. At least you can on your phone. I'm doing. I'm pulling up on my computer, so hopefully this works well. Um, maybe it's not going to work like I want it to, but. Let's see. Well, I guess I'll just pull up last week. Or so, bear with me, bear with me, bear with me. But um, let's go. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Go, 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 go. But this isn't doing what I do. Anyway, yeah, the idea that you'd get 20 points consistently out of one running back, you know, sounds like a fantasy now, you know, and that's the thing. That was what the average was before. And so it's just kind of an interesting twist. You know, I even look at it as I look at me and Jace right here. You know, my team did really well just because Zach Moss and Saquon both had their best day of the season so far. Um, yeah, with Moss had 16 and Saquon had 18, you know, that was it, you know. And so, yeah, just that idea that maybe we are moving to a point where um, running backs have never been less value than than they have. But at the same time, um, this is what no- normally happens is that like, at the beginning of the year, it seems like, running backs take a dip and then at the end of the year whoever has the best running backs typically makes the best playoff run because there's so much of a swing later obviously after injuries and after everything gets cooler um around the league weather-wise and then everybody starts running on the run obviously that's where the derrick henry hype always comes in even though he's going nuts right now anyway but just kind of interesting just kind of an interesting thing to happen so more on that later but anyway so yeah i still think jason's good i still think my team you know i guess i feel a little bit better about my team that it's been better than I thought it was going to be, better than last year so far, um, which is nice just from the dynasty sense. You know, I feel better moving forward. The fact that it's not going to, uh, I guess I still could lose out and be in the basement. But at least as of right now, I'm stating it. I do feel a lot better about my team and, and how bad last year ended versus where my team stands now just three weeks into the year. So a little bit of hope for everybody moving forward that they may end up in this situation. Um. So, yeah, moving on down, Richens versus Devin. This is an interesting one. So about the quarterbacks, Richens. Obviously, I spoke last week about top five quarterback play and how important that is. Both of these guys have top five quarterbacks. You know, Devin and I are probably at top three with Josh Allen. You know, and Richens the the sneaky staffer play, which what I talked about last week, um, kind of offset each other. And then you know, Zeke finally came around. Yeah, twenty five points seems like a huge day for Zeke. You know, and then yeah, look at Richens, eleven from Chris Evans, and yeah, giant giant disappointment right now. Jonathan Taylor, you know, he only had seven and. And yeah, and then the other one, yeah, for Devin's side, uh, Damian Harris. I thought Damian Harris was going to be a, a, a big sleeper, league-winning sleeper. He's going to get a lot of touches. Obviously, he's the Patriots, but it seemed like they was going like, to set the table up for him to do it. And yeah, two points. Two points for Damian Harris. So what can I say? You know, that's exactly what I'm talking about, and that's his starting running back. So um, moving down, this is an interesting one. You know, um, Devin is 2-1. He's expressed frustration in the chat at different points in time um as we mentioned last week he was like a title projected team but it hasn't looked like a title projected team um through these through these couple weeks obviously he's two and one so like what are we complaining about but at the same time you know he's got so many boomer bust guys so many guys that um you'd hope are a lot better than they are right now and that's just not really working out for him but you know defense is solid richmond's defense is solid you know we'll see what happens with both of them i thought i think tyler's made his team a lot better um speaking of how we've progressed from last year i know tyler's one and two he's got some bad matchups right here but um, just a reminder that matchups rule all at the end of the day but uh you know he at least is competitive in all of his games you know he lost a close one to jason last week and then yeah lost a close one right here relatively close to devin this week too so it's what it is all right and then every time, every time i go back it kicks me back to week three so yeah, Maxwell beats Danny going away, you know, not much to say about that, one. I'm going to roll through these, you know, and then Taylor's team is interesting, obviously the CMC got hurt, the Chiefs had a rough day, which basically kills all of Taylor's momentum, um, same thing with kind of Jace, that's what, lots of eggs in one basket, when it hits, it's big, when it's not, you know, then you're in trouble, I guess that's interesting that they're both kind of in the same, um, the same, I don't know, type of team style right here, um, and it happened in the same week that they both had a rough week. So, yeah, easy one for Brad, even though he had a low-scoring week and wouldn't have beat most of the teams. So, good on Brad. Lucky you. Um, Strom stays undefeated. Strom's team's looking really good. Right about time for me to anoint Strom as the projected league champion. You know, he's got a lot of pieces. I do think Jay is going to give him a run if I were projected now in my way too early predictions. You know, speaking of the running backs, Jay has got a, still has the best running back core in the whole league. So, good for good for Jay. That is probably going to be helpful. Um but yeah, strong is pretty decent all around. And then yeah, speaking of Jay, Jay beat Matt going away, so is what it is. But the most interesting one to me, so Nathan, Mr. I Have Horrible Matchups, loses to Jason, who is just the sneaky, I'm gonna grind it out, come from behind every single time, um, with a secondary victory that way. But Jason's team is really interesting. So um speaking of, yeah, so both these guys. So Nathan with Kareem Hunt, twenty four points, and James Robinson, who has been like I guess that's what's interesting is, yeah, Jason held on to James Robinson. A lot of people thought he was going to fall off the wagon um, with all the changes, you know, that went on in Jacksonville. Obviously, Urban Meyer comes in. They signed Carlos Hyde, you know, Urban Meyer project from back in the day at Ohio State. Then Etienne, you know, to pair with Trevor Lawrence, that was a big thing. They traded up for Etienne. Um, It seemed interesting. I think they traded up. They at least drafted him. And, and yeah, it seemed like James Robinson was going to, you know, fall off he's the, the kind of the big breakout running back last year that ended up being a league winner for a lot of people um and really helped jason out but uh he's kind of just kept up the pace you know he's pretty you know especially for right now he's a pretty solid guy to, to be relying on and yeah good for jason but the other thing yeah uh mike williams i guess is like the other part so you know james robinson a lot of people wrote james robinson off um this off season and mike williams is having you know a career year i think he's wide, wide receiver one right now um Last time I checked, or at least he was the highest scorer this week. I don't know about overall. But, you know, how many people have had Mike Williams? I drafted Mike Williams a couple years ago. I know Josh has had Mike Williams for a while. And, like, Mike Williams has just been shopped around and shopped around and shopped around. You know, he's been behind Keenan Allen forever. He's been with the Chargers. You know, he didn't know when he was going to break out. If he was ever going to break out, he's always hyped. But it was, like, a solid piece. You know, and finally it looks like it's, like, happening. Um, and Jason basically ended up being the the last one holding on to him, and, and it's worked out, so, so yeah, good on you, you know, Hunter Renfro, and the, I think, yeah, Jason added Renfro this week, and yeah, got a touchdown of it, so that always makes you feel good, and yeah, defenses, you know, across the board, pretty solid, you know, good scoring all the way around, I guess that's what's interesting, is yeah, it feels like you can rely more on running backs right now than you can, um, or linebackers right now than you can on running backs, so, yeah, it is what it is, it Is what it is. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with both these teams. Like I said, with Nathan, um, I know Brad was looking at it this week. Yeah, if Brad had Nathan's schedule, he'd be 2-1 and one right now. Um, but, yeah, Nathan is 0-3, just had some bad matchups. He had a good day. He's had good days a couple times. I think he's pretty high up there in scoring, uh, or maybe not. Uh, yeah, he's the only team that hasn't won yet. So, And, yeah, he's already got 650. Yeah, so he would, like, outscore. or oh, that's points against. Sorry, I'm reading the wrong thing. Um, no, nah, maybe not. Maybe he's the lowest point square. No, he's got more than Devin. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Nathan, do better, I guess. You know, pump up the team. I don't know if you've got to, like, you know, make some managerial changes. You know, maybe it's time to, like, cut bait on one of your coordinators. You know, maybe give, like, a better pep talk you know, ban everybody from social media for a couple of weeks until you get the ship turned around. So, I don't know. You you got to figure it out, all right? You know, this is getting embarrassing. You're the only one that hasn't won yet, and this is coming from me, the guy that went lost 14 games in a row. But anyway, so moving on right here. Um, interesting things. You know, the big pickup this week was the Giants um, linebacker, but <laughs> wasn't the most expensive pickup because, speaking of Jason, yeah, Josh Gordon should be interesting. So am I going to trade for Josh Gordon? Probably. Probably going to throw something out there. We'll see what happens. Thing is going to be $75 worth. That was an interesting choice. But it is interesting just to see the hype around Josh Gordon again. I guess that's what's so funny. Obviously, this has become like a routine thing. Tyler shared that funny meme about what everybody's expecting. And I guess that's the thing with Josh Gordon that's just crazy. He's 30 now, you know. Has a special place in my heart due to his University of Utah ties. But then it's just an interesting story anyway. Um, just to kind of see, like, what how, what has happened with this guy and how his life has gone. And that's the thing. Obviously, like, the one year with the Browns was incredible, and then he had a couple games before he got suspended the first time that were incredible. And, yeah, he's just, you know, a specimen. He's just a freak athlete. You know, it seems like he's got it all together, and obviously he's really good at football. And, and that's the thing is that, you know, outside of that one season, he was pretty good with the Patriots, pretty solid. Um, he's never really, like jumped out in any way I guess and so that's just what's interesting to me is how he keeps getting chances and keeps getting chances but you know I don't know I guess maybe it'll work out this time and it it's interesting yeah and then it's like who's going to give him a chance now yeah the Super Bowl favorites who are in a time of need are going to reach out to Josh Gordon when they have so many weapons and so many pieces they're, they're reaching out to Josh Gordon so yeah just an interesting thing I don't know how it would be to have that much hype around you and like be able to just say hey I'm just going to go back to the NFL for a couple months to make a career out of it. But crazy, ridiculous, ridiculous. So, anyway, moving on. Week four is it panic time yet? I don't know. You know, I guess that's the thing. Is uh, last year this would have been right around the time that I really started blowing up my team. And I think a lot of people really started making moves. And in retrospect, bad decision. Obviously, hindsight is 2020 because 20, everybody knows what happened afterwards. But a lot of the things, a lot of the moves, ended up um kind of working out my favor you know i I thought about last year you know one i would take back obviously trading david montgomery wasn't was a bad thing i think that happened later um trading on my picks for leighton van a lot of picks for leighton van ended up being a really bad decision that one you know i wish i could take back um but a lot of them you know it is kind of like you know win now moves and and some short-term moves that helped out some people so so I guess, yeah, with that in mind, maybe, like, how much future are you looking to leverage when you leverage your future? You know, I guess, like, maybe multiple years down is probably a bad choice, is, is what we've learned. But unless, it's, you know, you're going after some big pieces. So I don't know, I'll have to ask Taylor how he feels about everything right now, too, because, yeah, he's pretty um, leveraged. Richens is pretty leveraged, too, um, with, a piece- with a lot of long-term pieces. And so how do you kind of, like, maneuver that, and how do you get out of this situation when you kind of have limited assets and then yeah, people start getting hurt so it'll be interesting to watch i, I don't know I, I don't think it's blow up time for either team yet and then how much can you even blow up really um is the next question and when do you when you commit how hard do you commit you know like if taylor decides like hey it's time to like sell all the chiefs like wh- who's gonna buy you know i guess that's the the part that's interesting so yeah dynasty you know it's intriguing it's intriguing i like the 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 dynamics here but but anyway moving on in diving in i've put in Probably about 30 seconds worth of research into each of these matchups, so be forewarned. Oh, apparently um, Mac is also 0-3, so it's not just Nathan, but yeah, so Mac, you also suck. Okay, if fantasy football. Please trade me on BJ. Um, yeah, and you got the matchup with uh, Jason this week. I actually am going to just, you know, just because of the dynamics, I'm going to go with Jason. That's um, a closer at Mac's team. Let's figure out what's going on. Josh Jacobs, obviously has been in and out. Diggs has taken a giant step back. Diggs Diggs was a big piece last year. I guess now that I think about Maxine, that was a thing that was positive for me. Um, He was really active on the waiver wire last year. Really worked out for him. Um, Not like he's hit, like, yeah, he made made the semifinals. It's not like his team was, like, outstanding. Um, But that's basically what it is. You know, he had a lot of solid defensive guys. He had a lot of, like, good... Pieces there, and then Diggs and Jalen Hurts. You know, Jalen Hurts kind of came on later in the year, and that, he got to ride that way from picking him up off the waiver wire. Um, looks like that's kind of corrected now a little bit since Hurts has been kind of struggling. Same thing with Diggs. Diggs has his career year last year, and yeah, definitely a league league winner. And I guess that's what's interesting about our league and just kind of how the dynamic is, is that really to be competitive. um all you really need is the one guy to just kind of like pick up the slack for everybody else and then just kind of have like, like, a, like a couple guys that can get you like a consistent 10 to 15 points, which is normally on defense is where you can find those the most, I guess, that are like really consistent. And yeah, if you have that, if you can get that, you, you actually have a decent chance. You know, um, Strom's team is obviously really good. Jay's team is really good. You know, um, I still think Josh is really good. And yeah, there's other teams like, you know, Richens and Devin, where it's like, yeah, if these teams start hitting, then that's like, it's going to be really hard for people to keep up with them because they have so many pieces. If they all hit at once, then, yeah, they're going to run everybody out. Taylor's a good example, too. Uh, and Jace, yeah, if everything hits, then you can't even, you, you won't be competitive with these guys. But this, that's just kind of how fantasy works out, you know, is what it is. Be interesting to see how, how it keeps evolving. So, <clears throat> but anyway, um, so yeah I guess that's the thing to watch right now when is Jason's you know time gonna like is he is he lucky or is this is this like the year for Jason I guess that's the thing you know like is Mike Williams this year Stefan Diggs you know what does that mean you know or does it like is it be better to trade him and like how do you predict that I guess that comes down to what Jason wants to do and how you know everything trends you know if you trade him and he ends up being this year Stefan Diggs he's gonna win the league for somebody else and Jason misses chance but if you don't trade him you know, how much value does he does he still hold moving forward? Obviously, I already talked about how long he's been in the league and how much he's been shuffled around already. So who wants to buy? You know, but just kind of one of those things. So be interesting. Be interesting. Utah legend Tim Patrick also being really good on on uh, Jason Steam. He was a good pickup last year, too. You know, he kinda came off for the Broncos late in the year. Um and he's kinda picked up where he is now, but that's the thing. He's very um I, I don't want to say like unattractive, unflattering fantasy option. You know, he, he doesn't really have. I mean, it's nice. Like, like, uh, they, yeah, he's a Ute legend, so you know, got a good spot in the league, in our league. But as far as the NFL goes, you know, he's not big, he's not fast. You know, he's got good hands, runs solid routes. That's pretty much it. You know, he's just kind of like a you know solid possession guy that's that's kind of turned into something um, for the Broncos. And yeah, they got all these they got all these speed guys around him. Jerry Judy's there. You know, Cortland Sutton's there, and they always got all these guys that they come in that are kind of the third hype guys. And, and yeah, it keeps being Tim Patrick. So, good on you, Jason, for riding those out. I think Jason's going to win again this week. Um looking again at, at Max team one more time. Speaking of Cortland Sutton, there's Cortland Sutton. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, at this point, I'm hoping that my losing streak eventually is beaten. So, I'm always going to latch on to anybody who has a chance to beat it. So, as for... Now, Nathan and Mac, I'm hoping you just lose all the way out. So, that'd be nice. Um, Jay versus Josh, this one will be interesting. You know, um, lots of firepower. Um, Jay's team, yeah. Miles Sanders, Derek Henry. Obviously, Emmanuel Sanders is kind of a a sneaky play last week because he's kind of coming on in Buffalo opposite of Diggs. So, that's kind of the one that's kind of separated himself from the pack. Jay's team, it's pretty old. You know, obviously, Tom Brady's quarterback. So, dynasty-wise, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like this is a joke, but it's like not really a joke. Like, how long can you rely on Tom Brady? Because there's a really good possibility you could still rely on Tom Brady longer than you can um, some of the quarterbacks that are starting on other teams right now. And so, you know, obviously Tom Brady's a freak that way too, but it's what it is. You know, Derrick Henry, that's the thing. Every single year, there's the debate. When is Derrick Henry going to fall off? It doesn't seem like it's this year. He already... Um, go nuts I know he's like carry wise is just like destroying everybody but obviously having 35 rushing attempts last week was a big part of it too so when do you trade Derek Henry The more of the million dollar questions also just interesting that Jay has both those players on his team at the same time since those are kind of the, the two <clears throat> highly debated fantasy players I guess you call it as um, but anyway kind of interesting as well I was looking at Josh's team um, specifically with the dynasty lands in mind you know, we talked last year about, like, how v- valuable some of these picks are and the likelihood of different things happening. Obviously, Justin Jefferson was a big one last year, kind of burst onto the scene. Um, wasn't expected to be good, but ended up being really good. Uh, anyway, it was kind of like, you know, would that happen again? Is, there, is, like, is he an anomaly? Um, how does that work? Uh, but, yeah, uh, then we had Jamar Chase. You know, also controversial because he didn't play football last year he decided to opt out um of college football and just get ready for the nfl but yeah he has been um probably around the same trajectory as josh and jefferson so yeah it really did work out for josh that way you know almost unfortunately for all of us but it's what it is i still think jay's gonna win this one um it is interesting that one of these two teams is gonna be two and two after this because i think both of them definitely have a clear title hopes and everything that way and are playing in the short term but um we'll see what happens with that so moving on a little bit um what's next so uh taylor versus nathan this one's interesting um because yeah i've already talked about these teams quite a bit already um nathan's team basically just bad luck so uh, i'm going to keep that in mind Uh, and taylor is also bad luck so i guess whose bad luck is worse which team is cursed worse right here and I hate to say it because it sounds stereotypical, but it's hard not to say it, is that um, Taylor relies solely on the Chiefs, and they play his Eagles this week, who haven't looked good, so uh, hopefully that works out for Taylor that way, as yeah, I see now he even has Hardman um joining the Corps right there, so yeah, everything relies on the chiefs and and how they play and this one so in that sense if the chiefs have a good game it's hard to pick against taylor but at the same time if they have a bad game i don't think it'll leave me close i'm looking at taylor's running backs it's interesting it's pretty dire i've already discussed running backs quite a bit on this one but yeah with christian mccaffrey out taylor's really filling the the gap there i mean we got ty johnson and rashad penny i haven't even looked at rashad penny enough to see how he's been doing yeah not good at all so pretty rough pretty rough for taylor at the running back category but at the same time like i said that seems to be a consensus and all the way around um nathan's also starting to back up guys but both of his guys have been relatively solid obviously i mean kareem hunt has how's james Conner been as i click on it yeah james Conner had a huge week last week because he scored two touchdowns but it's just kind of like yeah the downfall of of running backs and everything that way so we'll see we'll see also see that nathan's got leonard fournette but yeah he's another one yeah hasn't gone over 10 points at all this year so it's interesting to see that trend you know and i guess moving forward that's something i'm curious about too is kind of see like how much value running backs continue to hold and i think they're always going to hold some just because of of how slim it is there but it's debatable it's debatable all right moving on try not to rush through these but i'm kind of rushing through these um Strom versus danny um danny seems interesting he's like pretty hit or miss but not as much as the other one you know i know miles gaston was highly projected to be you know a, a really big breaker guy last this year even though it was last year as well like ironically enough playing against Strom, like he would be the next austin neckler kind of the out of nowhere guy that really establishes himself but yeah he's been a bust so far this year bust ish i guess he's like an average the running back compared to all the other ones um which is unfortunate for him but yeah melvin gordon has actually been relatively solid which is interesting i don't think a lot of people predicted that but strom still has kamara who's one of the last remaining ones that can really blow things open so we'll see um obviously danny has winston so anything that kind of goes that way is going to help strom out um but we'll kind of see i actually really like danny's team um Some of the pieces that he has, you know, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, they're all super solid, so it's a good little thing to have, and he won the Cordero Patterson sweepstakes, finally, I guess. You know, um, somebody that's been, I guess, similar to Mike Williams, and he's been all over the place, not maybe as much as Mike Williams because he hasn't been as hyped as Mike Williams has in the past, but finally seems to be panning out a little bit with the Falcons, which is just kind of interesting and and not something you would – have projected So anyway, Strom's team is really good. I've already talked about, I think, Strom. It's time for me to start picking Strom as the league champion super early. Um, he's the reigning champion. I guess we'll see. I am trying to think. I guess no, nobody's ever won two years in a row. Um, and, yeah, could it be Strom? I don't know. I, don't, I mean, it definitely has some good pieces. The only reason I say I don't know is because it's it's hard to make a hard prediction, even though I kind of already did. So, we'll see if the quirkiness of fantasy prevents that from happening. Moving on right here, Devin versus Maxwell. So, uh, yeah. And, yeah, like I said, I've already talked about Devin's team. Landon is one of these teams that's really solid at running back. You know, Nick Chubb, a lot of people thought he was going to be one of the top running backs. Definitely is. You know, Carson's been pretty solid. Um, I thought he had another one. Yeah, and David Montgomery. Yeah, so... So, yeah, basically, Lennon and Jay are these two teams to kind of watch because they have the most running back firepower. So long term, I think they're in a good spot. Um, Maxwell's team is pretty solid all the way around. It has been for a while. Um, He's got the Cooper Cup machine, who has been the huge breakout this year um, with Stafford, R. Peter Robert Woods, who Devin has, who's who's interesting. And, yeah, as I look at Devin's team, I already mentioned this before, you know, Allen Robinson, huge bust so far. Robert Woods, huge bust so far. Robbie Anderson, huge bust so far. You know, so it's like you think if they can get things going around, if they can come back around. Devin can, you know, fly back up the rankings right here. But it's interesting. Well, I guess it's also like he's two and one, but it just feels like he's underperformed uh, through the year so far. And and yeah, just kind of crazy to see where it goes. So um, me and Brad, former former podcast host showdown, right here. Have to get Brad out of the podcast sometime if he even listens to this. We'll find out. Um, and yeah, my team is weird. You know, admittedly, my team is probably boomer bust-ish. I was telling some of the league sources this is the least amount I've tinkered with my team this year, which just makes it interesting. Um, There's just not a lot of moves I have right now to make with my team as versus who I got. So, you know, it's wholly relying on Kyler Murray balling out and um, Saquon and Zach Moss having big days. But, I mean, looking at Brad's team outside of quarterback, Gibson is obviously – you know, has some potential. He had a really big run last week, you know, and it's been pretty solid, or it could be solid. Uh, Swift has had a big bounce back thing, and then, um, yeah, Brad's team is just better pretty much at every position for mine, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Stranger things have happened. I'm just appreciative that the streak is over. You know, I'm hoping a new streak doesn't start, but it's been nice. That's all I'll say. It's been nice. And the last one right here, I guess I'll call this the game of the week. Um, whether it is or not Richens versus jace so why is this one interesting you know i've already talked a little bit about these teams richard's just kind of trying to build in a win now thing jace is kind of two i guess it doesn't seem like he's got long-term stuff in mind um given his team makeup and just like taylor yeah we're relying on um a few small pieces to have a big impact but at the same time yeah like like you know tyler lockett's huge mark andrews is, is pretty standout you know, and obviously Devin Cook is a league winner if he if he plays, and and so yeah, it, then it goes back to Tyler's team. You know, is Tyler's team going to boom? Is Tyler's team going to bust? You know, let's look like the matchups right here. I mean, you got the Colts versus Miami that could be big. Uh, Tyler, um, Rams versus Arizona that could be huge actually. As I look at that, hopefully that's as high scoring as Rams versus Bucks, and it's just a shootout. I'm for that personally, given that it'll help me. um and everything that way. And, yeah, so if, if you know, Stafford has a huge day, maybe that's going to offset anything else that happens with Jace's team. Um, and we'll see. Yeah, Cowboys play Carolina. I guess Carolina's kind of average to mediocre. I don't know. I guess here I am in Carolina. I don't really even know. I just know they're 2-1, I think, right now with Sam Darnold. And that's mostly been the talk is that they've been decent with Sam Darnold. So I don't know if it's going to be um, the type of game that would put up a ton of fantasy points because I think they like to play slow and everything that way. So that plays into Tyler's favor. But yeah, good for you, Tyler. I guess I'm probably going to go Tyler in this one just to kind of see what happens. But it'll be interesting kind of to add another week to this. And so so that's that. I try to do a relatively short, quick one Um, for this week. I'll try and get Josh back on next week. Obviously seems to go better that way. to Do a little bit more breakdown, get some inside. Probably get, maybe we'll see if we add another person in the league with us, um, depending on how things go. But, yeah, do I have anything else to say? Any other trades to discuss? I don't think so. So best of luck to everybody, I guess. Obviously, again, hope everybody loses. That's the the spirit of fantasy. Um, Yeah, I can't think of anything else that I want to add. So, So, yeah, here we go, you know, moving forward, heading into week four. This is basically a quarter of the season, more or less. Um, or third of the season. I guess it's kind of crazy to think about that are already at this point. And this goes back to what I talked about at the beginning. You know, when is the time to decide I'm out of contention versus I'm in contention? And I think that's the thing that I'll close on. It's just kind of thinking ahead. You know, I guess that's the, the question. Um, I don't want to give any, like... I guess that's, uh, I'm not going to try and give any advice on it. I guess I don't know. That's what's interesting to me. So um, that's what I'll be looking for, just to kind of see when teams decide to give it up and how it kind of plays out. If these kind of like bubble teams, can they get in and actually make it run into the playoffs and what kind of pieces do, should they go after versus um, the ones who probably should have gave up a while ago and sold their their pieces for picks. But we'll see how it goes. Um, obviously, Josh is going to be the benefit of that because he's got most of them. So good on you, Josh, I guess. So it is what it is. So... Anyway, leave a little bit of that, and we'll wrap up next week.